Listen up, Gotham. This is Batman. Tune into the Bat Fanatic podcast with Sammy Warmhands. And if you don't, I'll be coming for you. Hey, everybody, it's the Dark Knight of Rap, Sammy Warmhands, and this is the Bat Fanatic podcast. We took a short break for the holidays, and then I had a bit of a family emergency, followed by getting COVID. So we've rescheduled this a few times, but it's happening. I want to shout out our season three sponsor, TNK Comics and Collectibles. You can follow on Instagram for claim sales at the Nando Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, or shortboxed.com slash TNK Comics. Now, you can check him out live in Anaheim this Sunday at Near Mint Sundays and pick up some books in person. Tell him Sammy sent you. I've got Ben and Evan in the house today. We're going to talk about the DC Black Label title by Jock, One Dark Night. Okay, we're back. Ben Polanski. Hey, guys. Evan Vaught. Greetings. Yeah, look at that. They did the right names and everything. This was cool. <laughs> and we are doing Batman, One Dark Night. Came out in 2022. Written and drawn is the way it's credited by Jock and lettered by Clem Robbins. End of credits. I like a creator-focused series like Black Label tends to do, yeah. where it's a singular vision. It just, like there are pages in this, and we'll get to it, that I don't know if you could pull it off if the guy drawing it wasn't the guy who thought of it. Like how would you explain that uh, to somebody, you mm-hmm. know? And so... Will you point that out when we get there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I really love pretty much any of these, whether it's Marini or Sejic, Murphy, all, all these black label, like, written and drawn by the same person. Well, this reminded me a lot of White Knight stuff, mm. just in terms of, like, the tone of it, and again, that, like, what you're talking about, focused style. And is this a, its own universe, standalone thing? Yeah. Anything on, on black label is just going to be its own thing. So that um, as well. It's interesting that you point out the Murphy verse because to me this is way more minimalist and grounded it's and not- and smaller. Like it's it's just mm-hmm. a smaller scale story because I think a it's lot funny of because it's the entire city. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, they traverse the entire. It is, city. but it's a it's like a personal sort yeah, of one on one real time exploration of an event as opposed sure, to like fourteen Batmobiles and. There's uh, not some yeah. big like okay guys, what if you know ice laser beam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that stuff doesn't remind me of it, but just the yeah. idea that like these like Montoya, mm-hmm. spoiler, what happens to her? That's very much like I'm going to do whatever I want. They throw with this a character. surprise party, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool too, just knowing that that it largely comes from like a single source. Yeah, I think is neat because it gives you more of an insight into the creator, like individually. You know, if given free reign, ish, it's still Batman, but what kind of story do you write and how do you color your own stuff and whatever, you know, these collaborations are awesome, but also I just want to get to know Jock, the person, uh, <laughs> what kind of story are you going to deal with me? And why do they call you that? Yeah. What is your, you love sports? <laughs> is I that be- the case? Gosh? I bet your name is, is the- Michael or something. It's, it's, is uh, it is he actually French and they're like ah that won't go over with American audiences? Turn him into a sports star. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of that cue. But why is he wearing a beret Jacques. in his 
artist biopic. <laughs> he's holding that baguette. Yeah, a little scarf. On. Actually, his his Instagram I think is jock uk or something. So mm. I'm I'm guessing not French. But. Oh, interesting. I love this cover. Is Batman holding a pack of Marlboro cigarettes? <laughs> what? I don't know. You tell me. What's he holding? Those are Marlboros. <laughs> Those are Marbred 100s. Wait, what the fuck? You went from like, that's ridiculous to wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, Evan's I, onto something. I have a giant poster of it over there, and I never really looked that closely at, you know. Bro, I, it's even bigger over there. What the fuck is that? Mm-mm. In Batman Black Label, he smokes <laughs> cigarettes. That's, Yo, Jock, hit me up. It's probably some kind of electromagnetic device. Shut a up. A bloody band. I'm sure it's in something. Oh, it's yeah, the, yeah. It's, it's the devil's look, lettuce. His face is bloody, so maybe the red is. No, bro. A maybe candy it's cane his flavored marshmallow. It's his handkerchief, you know? He had to Yo, dab his, his chin. bat hanky, yeah, yeah. Man. His patented bat hanky. The I'm sure it'll take face. someone exactly 10 seconds to turn on this episode and comment. It's fucking this, you dumbass. It's on okay. page well, talking 37. Jeez, guys, okay, move on. That isn't a note of mine or anything. Like I they're hung up on this part for 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah. No, I don't know. This is important, guys. Uh, maybe it's a plot point that I missed, or now as we go through this, I'm going to be on the lookout for this object again somewhere in the story. You're going to feel like a yeah, fucking yeah, idiot find when it. we get there. I never feel like a fucking idiot, Ben. Isn't that the same as <laughs> always feeling that's, like a that's fucking being, idiot? That's just it's being a an of idiot. Perspective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just watching the new Mark Maron HBO special this week, and uh, he was talking about how he missed like vintage stupid, you know, where somebody would be talking, you're like, oh, come on, you sound like an idiot. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I know. He's like, but now there's such a confidence about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. like, hey, how dare you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, you watch something old, and they'll be like, ah, oh, there's the village dumbass. Yeah. And the village dumbass is like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not so dumb that he doesn't know it. He, he knows it, and it's cool, and everybody is okay with it. So the story opens at dusk on Monday evening. There's a heat wave that provokes a lot of tension in the streets. We're seeing sort of a vignette of petty crime and fights and you know purse snatching, things like that. Sweaty folks. Meanwhile, from the bat wing overhead, Batman surveys the uh, safe transport of a villain named EMP, which is short for Edward M. Pressler, who is currently sedated. Made for this comic? I believe he is original to this. And he is being transported from Arkham to Blackgate. Alfred, at the same time, monitors from the cave. So he and Batman are in communication, and an aerial map shows us the six-and-a-half-mile trek through Gotham, from Arkham to Blackgate. And this really sets up everything. They don't waste any time just setting up the tone. It's very uh, reminiscent to me of, I don't know if there's a specific John Carpenter movie that's like this, but like a John Carpenter movie or 42 Blocks or all the or SWAT, I think that was a movie too, where it's like uh, there's some long extended, like the whole thing is just, we got to get from point A to point B. And yeah. There's a bounty mission. on the head. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. I swear I can't place it either but i recall seeing something where they are like repeatedly showing you the character's progress uh-huh. like through the use of a map like and in that last scene they Lord got of the rings they got around this <laughs> it's a video game you oh played. that's what it was <laughs> a rivendell um i'm gonna give this book 10 out of 10 in the category of map usage because i love that we cut to montoya 
who is escorting her friend, Rita Vasquez, to speak at a police event hosted by Jim Gordon. It's clear that she's sort of saying, play nice. You know, there's some bad blood between Vasquez and Jordan. Jordan and Gordon. Commissioner. If you shorten Jim Gordon, Michael, it's just Jordan. Michael Gordon. <laughs> it's not Gordon, it's Jordan. The world's greatest basketball-playing detective. Jim this is Jordan. Black Label. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is my universe. Commissioner Jim Jordan. No, um, so it's clear there's some bad blood between Vasquez and Gordon. And her new methods as the head of the prison bureau. Now, I am an idiot and don't know what the prison bureau really is or how it could necessarily affect this kind of stuff. And now we arrive at my first problem. Uh, uh, and I'll tell you what my first problem isn't. The art. This art is beautiful. <laughs> this art is Yeah, bad. before I say that negative, uh, I like how you prefaced the bad stuff with the positives. Yeah, yeah. I wanna, like, we're just getting into the cons right now, guys. We well, switch the, places, uh, do we switch places in this? His overall, what what else did he do that we read? Did he just do covers to Three Jokers, or did he do? He he did like the like a one shot in another comic. Yeah, I, I think thought. it was Black Mirror okay. in the backups. I've never seen that show. The uh, <laughs> it's good. It's very sad. I haven't either. Wow, did you not mute your phone, you son of a bitch? You don't even know it's on. This isn't my phone. I never have sounds on. It's still not. We know. Yours is very valuable, <laughs> and we're not privileged enough to look at it. It takes good pictures, and you'll never see them. I, my phone is haunted. I don't know. If the pictures you posted online were any indication, they're not that great. It was a bad u user error. Bad photographer? That's mean. Yeah, you ask for a favor and no, then criticize. Novice photographer. Mm -hmm. I think that sound was my iPad, <laughs> not my phone. All right. Well, if we're to act like an airline, please silence your electronic devices. <clears throat> Put friends. them in airplane mode. Hush that baby. Um, don't say a word. Uh, Smother that Hush child. Hush that baby. Don't say a word. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm coming. <laughs> Bars. Uh, that was yeah. great freestyle. Yeah, yeah. They show up to this like empty conference room at the Gotham City Hilton. And then they're like, no, it's not here. It's in this large janitorial closet. Like, why? Well, I like that. Are these she right goes, next to each other? Why do they goes, have like a huge well, nice room? Just to, they sprung for the ballroom and she's like, no, police budget. No, it's we're in of, there. I know, but you, you, it's you a marketing to, ploy so that when you get the small room, you immediately feel insecure and you're like, <laughs> what? oh, we should have got the big room. Yeah, but I don't uh, think you usually go to a, like a nice place doesn't have nice stuff and shitty stuff. They just have nice stuff. In a shitty place, has shitty stuff. One, no, there's tears. One you time like, we were on tour and. What bowling place have you been to where there are like, also go hang out in the holiday room over in Springfield? Yeah, yeah, we talking you go to a hotel, they got the big, nice conference rooms, and they got the, you know. Here's the room where Gil Gilbert Godfrey talks. Here's the room where Seinfeld's speaking. <laughs> different sizes. But size and quality are two different things. Yeah. You could have a small. You, whatever you got to tell yourself, quality. buddy. Size and quality. Son of a I will I? say, Listen, though. Listen, I was about to criticize this on, thing, and yeah, you guys yeah, got in the go way. Go back to your compliments. I've been on tour and had the opposite of this happen, where we walked into a place, and I was like, oh, no. And it was this run-down little fucking room with Not a another library. store-bought disco ball and like the shittiest <laughs> speakers you've ever seen. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. My grandma rented this. And then I was like, wait, where did everyone go? And I start walking around, and there's a staircase. And we went upstairs, and it was like all brand new JBL sound system. Fucking, you know, it was just perfect. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's for the people who deserve it. <laughs> yeah, like me. But... Uh, you deserve something. The 
colors right away. I'm always talking about the colors, but again, it's like this kind of uh, year one y, like purple and orange mixes. Mm -hmm. But also just the way he draws people, like this feels like just a very, very real city. Yeah. In a different way than Alex Ross does, because his art is not really like photorealistic or anything. No. But there's just like a, a real kind of gritty humanity to the, for example, this young man holding a gun and he's looking into the panel early on to kind of establish like the gangs going out into the city. Mm hmm. And you mentioned color. There's one thing that's done very, very well, and I think we talked about this with Dave Stewart, I want to say, in the Catwoman book that we read. But when you go from like exterior to interior to the blackout to the sewer to mm -hmm. all the different things, like there's just an expert use of color contrast and yeah. setting the scene and really sticking with the tone. But so that was all a lead into my criticism, or my first criticism. Some of the stuff in the seems like the prison bureau, for example, and how that would affect incarceration or reducing crime, confusing in a way that was like, yeah, I mean, don't think about it. Yeah, she runs yeah. the prisons and that's, she's going to take a hard stance on crime running the prisons. Yeah. Like maybe convictions or something like that, but that's not what the prison bureau does. I don't, the prison bureaus run the prisons. Yeah. Maybe it would be holding people in more, but it just, there's a current in this of like, my, yeah, but like, you know, it's topical. My only thought prisons is, my only thought is about. that if you did oversee all of that shit, then in theory, you would oversee Arkham and Blackgate and all those types of facilities. Where people go and, and how so, long they're kept. Yeah, you mm -hmm. could have more influence with the courts, I guess, than maybe law enforcement would because, well, after the trial, your job is done, get the fuck out of here, sort of. You know, unless there's some kind of appeal process or whatever. I don't, I don't really think they would be involved. I just don't know, and that's, I think, a fault of the... Fault of the writing is you not knowing. Uh, them not telling me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Moving on from this first fucking scene, as her speech begins, we cut back to the convoy as it's ambushed by an RPG and swarmed from all sides with machine guns. A staffer of some kind whispers in Vasquez's ear, and she leaves the podium mid-sentence. This is an emergency. She does not George Bush it and finish the speech. <laughs> At the scene of the crime, we get the first of many amazing Batman panels where Cape fully extended, he glides down from the sky. We see the Batwing in the distance and he disables the gunman by hand. This is kind of like what we talked about before where like anytime he's standing, you want to see the Cape just draping out in a totally mm -hmm. unrealistic way just because yep. it looks awesome. This is the same thing that Cape is like, it's massive. Five times too big, and it's awesome. It's a circus tent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a bride's unnecessarily long <laughs> it's the train. train. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, and I like, too, that in the side of the cape that you do see, it's just a blank white space. And then he just has this, like, really interesting layers of digital color. But it's freaking awesome looking. Kelly Jones-ish, just in the, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. like, how angular and enormous it is. Yeah, everything he does is very exaggerated, and for the most part, I just kind of eat it up, you know? Yeah, trying to convey an idea, not so much like convince you that this is real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just trying to look cool here. Now, after Batman disarms everyone, another RPG is fired at them. While this is happening, EMP escapes. Back at the convention and conference thing, whatever it is, Gordon follows Vasquez outside and scolds her for walking out of 
his event that he threw for her. When she tells him that the convoy was hit, he immediately reminds her that that was her idea. He said it was risky and that he should have been treated in Arkham. Vasquez maintains that they needed to rule with an iron fist and that Gordon's policy has been too soft and she's cleaning up his mess, which, in my opinion, was some expert-level blame-shifting. She took an event that just occurred and flipped it on him immediately. Without any rationalization or justification. No hesitation. I hear what you're saying. (laughs) This is your fault, actually. This is an expert pivot. There's a beautiful Dark Knight Returns-style splash page as Batman chases EMP across the rooftops. I love this shot. He's got like a hand overhead instead of the like gymnast arm extended <laughs> to maximize angle or whatever. Yeah, maximize the silhouette. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look so fucking cool if somebody looks up. <laughs> like, oh, damn. <laughs> hey, did anyone see that? I hope Peter Parker snaps a pic of this one. I was thinking that the other day. I saw the, the new Flash trailer and it got me excited. And so I was like, oh, man, I want to watch Man of Steel. Ben Polanski got me hooked on the 4K shit. Now I've been upgrading all my movies. So like you're there. I hadn't watched them yet. Do you ever like try and like put your hand through the TV? <laughs> just yeah, to like, yeah, I want to leave this world. I'm trying yeah. to yeah. smell those. When Margot Robbie's on the, uh, on the screen, then I yeah. reach into oh, it, you know. But, uh, I saw the marks. The, the first, <laughs> the first, all the smudges, the first in-flight scene where Cavill is learning to fly, you know, out there in the snow-topped mountains, whatever. And, um, it is an amazing scene. I've always loved the way that it's shot and the score and everything. But there comes a point where it's been going on a while and he's still just doing the two fists in front of him thing. Mm. And I was like, God damn, like, is that really the most natural position to be in all the time? And then he finally like turned over and relaxed his arms. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It only works if you have your arms fully extended. This, yeah, because I'm like, doesn't... obviously he's learning and it's an homage and that's cool. But then I was like, okay, this is a lot of, oh, there it goes. Okay. If he was cool, he would fly feet first everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> also, would your arms just like flop below Dangle? you? Yeah. I like don't know what to do with my your, hands. Your body would be in a line and then your arms would Couldn't you just be like kind down. of basically upright and just moving really fast in one direction <laughs> without any kind of It's the least pose. aerodynamic way. To fly. I don't but. think he has to worry about aerodynamics if I had to guess. Uh, he should go in cannonball of, position. A lot of drag. Oh. Cannonball, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> or jumping jack yeah. position. Just fully extended. <laughs> See if you can get a spin going. That'd so be the best way rotating. to show up. Yeah, yeah. Endless cartwheels. <laughs> See what the cape would do in that situation. Oh, sideways like a human ninja star. A little, a little tornado or... I know you guys missed the show for these type of quality insights. (laughs) Now, EMP's exposure to the outside world (laughs) charges up his powers, much like Electro. (laughs) EMP runs downtown towards the brightest lights in the city, catching a power line with his hands, another RPG getting shot at him, and then falling into the bat signal, breaking the glass right into it. Also, the first moment where you get the like the bigger picture of why Vasquez is doing what she's doing, where it's EMP who can just power her great new prison systems, and like she just really needs him to get there to run the prison, I guess, basically. Interesting. Because that's another. I, I didn't. Where like, I didn't read that. I didn't get. Well, that's that, that's. That I mean, that's you know what, and that's not my fault. That's the fault of the writing. 
You didn't get it either. And it's there, but it just I've read doesn't it feel twice. like it, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> I read it when it came out last year. The whole like meat of the book is confusing for that, because that's what I was thinking when I was like kind of going back over it again. To like, what what did I miss, or what was the idea? It's like, what is her goal? Let's go back to Evan though, and no thinking, and then it's really enjoyable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look yeah, at the beautiful yeah. art; it is beautiful. We mentioned no, three jokers, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I just surface level was like, this is a. Uh, Vendetta, she suffered, she's making others suffer. This makes Gordon look bad. The end. <laughs> the other thing I think that works against it in that case is because this is a new created character, mm -hmm. it lends to the feeling that a lot of this had for me where I'm like, this almost doesn't need to be a story with Batman or Jim Jordan, or any of these people. Like, it's <laughs> just Jordan. Yeah, yeah, it could be James Jordan. just like a story about EMP and something else. Like it's, I don't want to say it's bad because many of the great stories we read feature a character that was created for that story. For as much as he complains about too much Joker and shit, I give him something new. Uh, Middle-aged bureaucrat who wants to run a prison. <laughs> yeah, gets my blood going. <laughs> I felt the opposite in that this could have not had a metahuman or actually like tried to really introduce anybody new and it could just be like a day in the life of Gotham City and Batman and I'm just showing you what uh 12 hours looks well, like. Well it could still be Batman trying to get someone somewhere but cuz what Yeah, I it could be the tr the whole transport scheme. I still like that. But That's I like the idea of they're dodging the power grid like None of the gadgets work. No vehicles work. That We're is a neat on gimmick. foot, right? And then, like, oh God, we're exposed to this, or like, oh shit, I could—he's zapping my brain, you know? Or like, mm. all these little things sort of reawaken the threat again. It's neat, but it feels like, well, I want to create my own character so that way you can get like a movie about him, and I'll get a royalty check. No. That's very cynical, but no. that's what I. <laughs> Motherfucker, I don't think that's why he did it. I'm just saying that's a way of describing why it has to be a new electricity man instead of just a regular person or an existing thing. Or I mean, that's why they call you Ben Polanski, chronically wrongski. <laughs> you know? uh, did you make that up right now? Yes, yes I did. That, that might be the most creative thing I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah. And that's not well, a put down on your other stuff. That's just, that was really good. I'm not good. dissing the that's band we're both in, was. but uh, that was great. More of that, please. I know that they exist in the same universe, but I still like my Batman stories and my Batman villains to be slightly more grounded, even if they are grotesque humans or something. Uh -huh. I don't really like Batman versus super-powered stuff. It's not yeah. my jam. Yeah, yeah. And that's weird, too, because so much of what I like about this book is that otherwise it does feel very grounded, the way the fights are represented. Oh, a city is sick. What he's having to do to get there, the kind of normal human villains he's fighting or antagonists. Yeah. But I'm with you there because just the, the metahuman thing, especially in a grounded setting, maybe that's why it's so jarring because this isn't like Batman and the Justice League, mm -hmm. alternate universes and stuff like that. This is a grounded thing about a man who absorbs electricity mm -hmm. on a huge scale. Aren't you the same guy that's like, yeah, but if Superman's in the same universe, you got to kind of expect that shit. Who knows who I am? Have <laughs> like, we haven't done day. this show yeah, yeah. in six I'm, years? Yeah, I'm very different from the man I, like, I used to be. Uh, my, my MO is changing my MO. I have a full head of hair now, guys. I know you can't see it at home. <laughs> <laughs> I've been faking bald this entire time. I was surprised that it was red. I didn't <laughs> no. see that coming. <laughs> Did it, you guys know that 
Ben's a ginger. <laughs> He's a uh, Irish Jew, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kyle Broflovsky. They're redheaded Jews. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, after the rocket launcher power line and falling into the bat signal, mm-hmm. there's a massive power surge across a two-page spread, and the city is now completely without power, as Akira we alluded to. awakens, <laughs> destroys half of Tokyo. This is one of those moments I wanted to point out the color and light contrast from everything getting bigger and explosive and fiery and more charged up and this massive explosion and then complete darkness, cool color palette, totally different fucking vibe. Yeah. I just absolutely love the vibe here. Some icy blues in here. God, the layers of his stuff are so freaking trippy like i want to know what program is he using and if he could just cycle through all of these layers (laughs) for me so i could see like i can see what sits in front of other stuff you don't understand how jack works he takes a paintbrush starts at the top left of the page moves across when it's a new color switches paintbrushes oh my god so it's just one continuous thing yeah i'm now the art guy i don't know what the fuck you're talking about like a printer you know like if you was gonna you taking your picture at the mall and it would just go across the screen and put it Wait, who's taking my picture at the mall? The machine that you give money to take your picture. When you go, if you had friends and you went to the what mall and you get your, your picture. What machine takes <laughs> pictures of me at the mall? It's a little booth. You give it $3. Like if you okay, were, that's called a photo booth, sir. Yeah, the machine at the mall. <laughs> the, the booth that takes your photos. I was like, you mean that, like at the DMV or what? <laughs> no, it has like arms. <laughs> it comes at you. For the record, our mall has a DMV, just saying. Yeah. All uh, vehicles and it, communications are now down. It doesn't anymore. I know. With gangs converging from all sides. Another awesome map. Batman takes EMP over his shoulder, having to carry him the remaining four and a half miles on foot. Time is also an obstacle, being eight hours to sunrise, yet another, like Superman, source of power for EMP. Another aerial map shows the rest of the journey ahead, and this is the end of book one. The last couple pages of this, I also want to give credit to Jock for having one of the best haggard shit kicked out of him, Batman's. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, that's what I say when grounded. Like, this looks like someone who is hurt and mangled, kind of like reminiscent of the uh, Court of Owls, Batman in the cave, like the five o'clock shadow, and Mm -hmm. it's like... Drippy blood coming out of the mouth. Fucking cow ripped out one of the eyes yeah. and shit. The physical toll on Batman and how impressive it is that he's doing any of this is conveyed extremely well in this book. Yeah. I wonder what in real life Gotham is comparable to size-wise. Well, I don't know. This is Black Label, so this is the size of the entire state of New Jersey. So He yeah. said it was six and a half miles, so... I don't really know what that means. It's a distance. It's a yeah. It's a, it's me- a, it's it's a, a measure. measure. It's not a measurement of time. <laughs> a measurement of distance. <laughs> I thought it was like how long it takes to walk across. It's six miles. It takes yeah, six yeah. miles. <laughs> Five miles if you're going really fast. What about millimeters? You're right though. though. That's how people talk. You know, they say, uh, "How far is it to Seattle?" And you say, eh, "It's about five hours." Oh, okay. All right. Book two opens with a montage of all the gangs moving in toward Batman. EMP's gang wants to save him while the rest want to kill him. After getting swarmed once, 
Batman says, I've had easier nights. Batman takes the higher ground, hoping to move unseen. Because the streets are just flooded with street youths. These guys are like in their 40s. I know, but I wanted to throw in the fucking new girl term. (laughs) It seemed like looking at this map and all these names, it made me think of the Warriors movie. Yes. yes, How there's like so many. One, I was like, why does anybody live here? And and then two, just this, uh, uh, for all I know, there's three times as many gangs. They're just, Everybody else is having like a chill night in. No, this is just, all of them. Okay, well, <laughs> it's whatever. It's still, it's still a, a baker's dozen gangs. Vasquez is the wealthiest woman in the city, and she's mm-hmm. hired all these gangs <laughs> to enact her revenge plan and make prisons better and more effective. And They're missing their themed costumes, but I do like this whole truckload of gangs on this island. Okay, one thing that you mentioned is the book not telling you something. I understand what's happening and we're feeling sort of the tension and the adrenaline of the moment, and that's really all you need. But part of me wants to know, it's alluded to that there's an event that got EMP locked up. A lot of people were hurt, whatever. But these aren't like random citizens. These are gangs specifically targeting this guy, wanting to kill him. I don't think it's ever really said for what reason he's being targeted. Which again goes to my point, which I will try to express less cynically, <laughs> of the idea of like, yeah. Kid gloves are on, guys. Yeah. This is my new villain, Electric Man. And you know what? He's the baddest fucking villain in this whole city. All the gangs want to take him out. Because five or six years ago, the craziest thing that ever happened to Gotham happened with Electric Man. They, we could have got a flashback or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, the second coolest character in Batman. <laughs> <laughs> This didn't feel like a Batman book to me until Batman told me how much EMP weighs <laughs> <laughs> and how much longer he had. 181 to carry pounds. His, how much his, fluid is in the wound on his arm? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that's the Bruce I know. Now, Thank at the you. same time this is happening, Gordon and Vasquez crawl out of their car because, like everyone else, their cars shut off and everybody crashed during the blackout. Montoya is stuck inside the car, badly injured, can't get out. They are spotted immediately by a gang out there on the streets. Yeah, I guess that scene just kind of ends. Vasquez says she's going to run off and get help. Yeah, and this is the moment where I was like... And doesn't. I didn't realize this was Black Label until that moment, because I'm like, did you just... New woman who I've never met, you just killed Montoya. Mm. This can't be in-universe canon. I just didn't know that. And this is also that it's like, that's a very dark... I didn't even realize that necessarily happened. It seems like she's about to get killed by that. I mean, it seems like it, but then they don't ever follow it up, do they? Um, I don't remember. No, you see her dead body a few pages later. Oh, (laughs) got it. There's that whole funeral march. I forgot. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) I did not mention the boy in book one. He was just barely shown. He had red glowing eyes, which implied visually anyway, some connection to EMP, but he was only on one or two pages. Here, at this point, still without explanation, Vasquez goes to the boy's apartment and his, his dad comes in. Oh, he's gone. Where the fuck did he go? We don't exactly know what's going on with this yet. Now, EMP 
wakes up. He asks to walk for himself. He doesn't want to be carried anymore. It's kind of an invincible moment, but mm-hmm. not played that way. And Batman's a real sweetheart because he's like, Edward he calls him by his name. Mm-hmm. He doesn't call him EMP. Doesn't call him inmate 35672. <laughs> brand I can crush new, your skull brand with new, one heel kick. Nina. New to this story, electric guy. <laughs> Edward, my oldest friend. I'm going to do what I do and rewind it really fast and say that this first last- page of the yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Is that a pack of cigarettes? In <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about it. You guys have been talking a lot. Uh, I haven't been listening. Yeah, no. uh, this last panel with Oscar's face before it switches to Batman and EMP is probably the single best picture of a person's face in this whole thing. Because a lot of this, it is like more this abstract. Le- oh, yeah, 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 this yeah, yeah. legit looks realistic. This looks like jock's version of a real person which is why i like his style because i i never i never got the impression reading this that like he was incapable of doing anything Mm-mm. everything felt like a choice he yeah. draws people the way he does for a reason to convey yeah. like a an impression or an idea mm-hmm. same thing with the cape but people's faces yeah I, I love sick. like watching the dude's sketches too like i just i'm it, it's not like most of the other stuff that I like, but because he does that technique really I cool. talked about, where he uses one brush and starts. In the top yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yes. No, it's got this like sloppy quality to it that's really does cool it, to me. Does it know? work quickly? It's not like Murphy's is sketchy. Well, that's what but I was going to say. It's sketchy in a different yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It seems. It seems. It's loose. like a heavy black Tim Sale approach to that big sketchy style. Mm-hmm. You know where it's. Yeah. It's not about the minutia it's about the frenetic energy of it you know when murphy draws how i pull of like a lot of straight lines mm. um it like and you can tell a person some people can only draw like one direction really like i can only really pull like right to left and top to bottom mm. but some people can like I could draw a circle any direction you want me to. <laughs> and that's how his stuff looks to me is like, these are just kind of a bunch of pretty loose squiggly lines and he probably doesn't think too much about it. And he's like, yeah, that's good. And moving on. And like, he, he probably makes pretty good time on this stuff. Well, yeah, there's something very confident about it. Not knowing anything about art, not knowing anything about art in a technical way, but like the energy in the line work. But even his technical ability, because this kind of reminds me of Sean Murphy, because this is what I see in the city and the technology yeah, this, and that kind of yeah. stuff. Like just in this scene when they're talking on the train tracks, the aerial view of the tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of like reading manga where it's, you know, the oh, artist. You lost me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of ninjas and stuff. The artist will draw the characters in the scenes, but like there's some other guy who draws an amazing like city, ultra realistic city that may or may not be traced from a picture or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But I can't imagine that being the case here. I imagine he just drew this. Yeah. He spent a lot of time drawing this amazing shot of yeah. train tracks. The city looks awesome. Now, EMP gives some context here for the reason he's locked up and mentions five years ago. He says that he wants to find his son and explain to him that. <laughs> five what, years ago on the day when I killed the Joker <laughs> and Penguin and Superman. What happened was an accident um, and, and that what killed his mom was a mistake. He says he orphaned his own son basically because he got himself locked up. The kid's mom died in the process. And he mentioned Brody earlier when he was like, I think had his first big 
Oh, he says it, he says like, his name. Brody. Yeah, yeah. Mm, got it. So you can tell what he's working towards. Oh, I the thought whole that time. was like, bro. <laughs> I thought he was talking about Jason bro, Lee's bro, character bro, from Mallrats. Broski. So. Yeah. <laughs> Batman. Bra. As he mentions another victim, which we can infer was Vasquez, he gets cut off. Both EMP and Batman are shot. Again, they were elevated on this platform, trying not to be seen, but somebody made them. Their cover was blown, and a big fight ensues on the railroad platform. Thanks to all the gunshots, Batman, now injured, has to carry unconscious Edward again. Does Batman do like a cartwheel off the tracks, and that's how he gets underneath it? It's uh, a pirouette. I, I, was, I was visually confused also. Yeah, I, I don't quite get what's going on with this action he's got his hands stuck or something yeah emp's falling he grabs him it's like batman has his hands through the train tracks because that's how he's holding emp okay. i'm he not grabs, quite sure he how grabs him around from the back and pinches his nipple <laughs> 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 but then it, yeah i guess batman does a cartwheel off their tracks while still holding on to emp well you could see they separate for a moment because he would have to get over the side of it and then he grabs him and ends up back on the tracks again or a different set of tracks yeah, I mean, it's probably just like... Oh, yeah, he was holding on. You know, the way L.A. freeways are or something, there's probably layers to it, you know. Oh, just That's another not thing unheard that of. my fault for not understanding. I mean, there's no wide shot there, so you can connect whatever dots you want to, really. <laughs> I was confused about something else here, because at this point in the story, Brody, the kid, sees a street fight. He's out there on his own now, and... He sees a fight with the guy who we thought was his dad. He lives with in the apartment. He calls him Pops. But EMP had previously said that it was his son. And so already I was like, who is this guy, Pops, in the street? And you, you kind of get there. But like at the, the, in like, the moment, I'm like, huh? I understood it to be he's like his, you know, foster father, adopted father, the guy who looks out for him. Sure. Yeah, Pops seems like a... He's his dad. Yeah. I mean, he's been there Eternal with him. nickname. After Batman disrupts the fight, Brody is cornered by Vasquez in the street and says, he isn't your real dad and your family left you and you're useless and nobody loves you and all this shit. And the words sort of float around his head in these disjointed speech bubbles building up toward an explosion. And again, I'm reminded of Electro and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 that was how his big fucking first climax ha okay. <laughs> happened. His meltdown, whatever. His, I don't his know. His release. Yeah, there. That's how it happened. Worthless. And it was this stupid effect that they had going on. Mm. It works much better in the page here. Both his art and these scenes of Brody are really cool. And I like this character and I like that idea of that, like trying to overload him with those negative emotions. Yeah. And it's just another spot where like Batman doesn't hurt this, but I could just use a story about this kid mm -hmm. less about Batman. Cause I don't feel like the Batman stuff adds to this story, even though it's a Batman See, that's story. That's crazy to me. Cause I, I love, I love all the fucking Batman grunting his way through this shit in the streets. It's cool, but it seems it's like a, again, to say an overly exaggerated cynical version of what, the real thing that I lack the elegance to say <laughs> is that that seems like the the thing to it's get a good thing you we're to not read professional this. reviewers. Yeah, yeah. 
that's what gets you into this is cool shots of Batman kicking the shit out of people and like with his awesome cape, but it's this is the story he wanted to tell. And that it's sort of weirdly balanced because of that. Hmm. And it's okay for the format because the whole format is about trying things and not being constrained by all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's why it just feels a little unbalanced to me. Not you guys. You guys love it. Yeah, it's mostly to you. Parts of the city are now regaining power, and Alfred attempts to make contact using a backup generator. You would think that the Bat Cave would have better fail-safes for that kind of inevitability yeah. that they would lose power. Batman comes across wreckage of the Batwing, because, again, we saw him jump out of it in book one, assuming Alfred or... Some sort of, I think they mentioned on autopilot <laughs> that it was functioning on, you know, in the who, interim. But who is it this guy? crashed in the blackout. Batman? No, this so guy in the Created plane. in 1939. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, so After the tragic by murder Bobby of his parents. And Bill Finger, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I haven't heard Millionaire that Playboy. backstory enough. No, who's this? Mr. Karate Kicking Trees. for. Who's this taser guy in the bat plane wreckage? Oh, like somebody rifling through it. Oh, That's yeah, yeah. Like, He's just a scavenger. Why does he have... He has, like, the same little node dots on his forehead that EMP does. Really? Yeah. He's got, like, forehead nodes uh, like he's Everyone a, in EMP's gang gets these cool dots. Oh, if you would have read okay. the initial oh, right. stories that led up to this... That's right. You no, know. Cause it, no, it did specifically show nodes. them, showed them, and said that mm. they wanted to save him or whatever, as it opposed did. to the other gangs who wanted to kill him. So you're right. Are you familiar with the comedian Todd Glass? Do they show yes, the, but did you notes? appreciate that I just said the words, you're right? I thought you were talking to Evan. I yeah, wasn't I expecting you were talking that to towards me. me. That guy looks like Todd Glass. <laughs> Taser Man? Yeah, sure. Taser Man is Todd Glass. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he could be a version of the penguin. Or a little like bit a, like John Brannon from Negative Approach. Just shorter hair. Just like a clip art man slightly stretched out. <laughs> Red Flintstone-ish. This uh, couple pages prior to that, this two-page spread, action, bat face, cityscape, map montage is pretty rad. Yeah. It's like scenes in a movie where they're like overlaying images. Mm -hmm. uh, that's so cool. Overlaying the map sort of with mm -hmm. little, what has little action where? beats, you know. Pretty cool. You're There's shocked. no, uh, they left out the one spot halfway through where they kissed. Edward. My oldest friend, my oldest love. <laughs> I saw a pretty good Valentine's Day meme yesterday because we record these well in advance, listeners. But it was like two boxers or ultimate fighters, whatever, who were like, you know, noses practically touching in each other's faces. And it was just some dumb caption. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. The closeness of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so not only was that dude in there, and fails to tase him because, again, no power is working of any kind. Others were waiting for Batman in anticipation that he would return to the wreckage. They walk right into an ambush. Batman dodges the gunfire, but they capture EMP, and they hide him in the sewer, which is a nice way of saying they just toss him down yeah, the manhole. I just imagine him, like, hitting his head yeah. and dying. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we yeah. tried. Have you guys seen Sweeney Todd? <laughs> Have you seen The Amazing Spider-Man 2? I'm going to keep coming back to it. Those, those guys toss barrels like they're Donkey Kong. Oh, I was talking about heads getting knocked. Uh, no, yeah, that's what I'm talking about in Sweeney Todd. They dump the bodies into the basement after they've, like, had their throat slit, but there's just this gross montage of, like, 
bodies falling down this pipe and further yeah. breaking their oh, necks on the ground. The yeah, just extra kills. <laughs> they weren't already dead. It's pretty cool. That, that's what happened to this guy. And in that moment, a rival gang shows up and throws Molotov cocktails at them. I believe they're on higher ground, if I remember right. And they're throwing roof, down. Yeah, rooftop. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is pretty brutal. Using this gang war as cover, Batman's like, eh, fuck you guys. I'm going to go after the dude. Yeah, this and is so he hilarious. sneaks down into the sewer. <laughs> That's my chance. After EMP. And this, <laughs> I will also go head first. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. This doesn't count, for the record, this doesn't count as me killing these guys. And this is the end of book two. I didn't realize the hilarious end of book two. I yeah, didn't know. I think they could have been slightly funnier if it went from... God, look at that fiery fucking finish. And then yeah, yeah. next page, completely cool, dark. Yeah, look how uh, he's smiling, though. He loves love it. it. He loves all those... Men being burned to crisp outside. It would have been funnier to me if it went from like fiery carcasses to womp. He lands in the sewer, but somewhere around the manhole, if there could have just been like a small like, (laughs) (laughs) just (laughs) that shot you have there. Look at that. Look how far down that is. Uh, Somebody dropped you through that hole head first. (laughs) Oh yeah, you die. (laughs) And if they just, is there any follow up with? No. Okay. So. Who's in the sewer? Who took his body away? Because otherwise his body would be in the same place that it fell in the hole and Batman would just like jump on top of him. <laughs> um, pretty sure you have to stick around for book three to get that answer. Ugh. I haven't thought this was just two books. Yeah, this is no. the end of the story. Oh, he's that's like, that's he, not the end? That's why he keeps thing? saying it's confusing and he doesn't live up to his expectations. <laughs> I thought you kept saying it was confusing and <laughs> you didn't live up that. to your this expectations. Now who's Wrongski? Ah, uh, now they've switched identities again. It's dark down here. Too dark. I like it. Yeah, that's very, but we are initiated, aren't we? You know, like that whole fucking. Yes. The darkness shit, I like it. When you think to yourself, do you just. Wait, wait. When I think what? to myself, what does that even mean? Um, when you're, when you're self-narrating in a way that other people can read. You have a voice read. in your head? Yeah. <laughs> you hear a voice in your head every day. He's crazy. We got to lock him up. I just do you, do stumble from action to action. Do you say action. I like it to you, to yourself? I will point to one of my favorite. Mm, not just fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. I, I like love it. this. One of my <laughs> favorite. This tastes good to me, Small <laughs> moments in the dark night is Heath Ledger driving that semi-truck, you know, like rack them up, rack them up, and, you know, they're taking out the police helicopters with the, the cables and whatever. He's driving that semi with such glee mm-hmm. he's like i like this job i like it i like it mm. and so that was immediately what i was picturing when you were like did people just say that yes yeah he's insane yeah that's one of my favorite scenes in that movie <laughs> the first three pages of book three are so dark that neither batman <laughs> nor the reader <laughs> can decipher it. <laughs> if you thought that it was dark in a power outage, the sewer is its own special kind of hell. That was really funny. <laughs> I was like, I, I like that joke. I wasn't joking. It's dark. The layers of color and light in the story is very interesting. But it just makes me think of like the way you could describe like a Christopher Nolan movie sometimes. Or like any modern movie, you're like, the scene is so dark that neither Batman... Or the viewer has any idea what's currently happening. But I love it. This is the part where I was like, how do you even explain this shit to somebody else? Like, I remember getting book three and being like, (laughs) you know, it's like when you listen to a rapper or something that doesn't say anything funny, 
but he puts words together in such a way that you're just impressed. You're yeah. just like, damn. It makes you laugh with the novelty of exactly. it. Exactly. Like, who the fuck would have thought of that? You know, so I look at these dark-ass pages, and I'm like, who the fuck would have, like, that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, the first, like, five or six panels are just black with, like, colors washed over, and there's nothing depicted there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is neat. When he comes upon a clearing, EMP is tied up, and his entire gang that saved him knocked out. He realized it's a trap, just as these zombie-like people pounce from the shadows. Killer Croc emerges, very large Arkham-style Killer Croc, and describes them as his slaves, and Batman as his meal. Just the shot of Batman under Killer Croc. Mm -hmm. It's like... Sucking him off. Yeah. Let's just hang there for a while, guys. No, the <laughs> like you see his hair sticking up out of the cowl. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, again, the conveying how hard the shit has been kicked out of him. The, there's a I hope you point there's another one where that gets even more exaggerated soon that you'll have to point out when we get there. Well that Poor just, guy. That just happened too, because the zombie nails just scratched the crap out of him. Mm. And uh, I think that's where his hair was released from the cowl. Again, brilliant use of color as Batman and Croc fight and the whole army of freaks down there. Lots of deep blues and greens, and then you get these bright splashes of blood. Just fucking couldn't keep my eyes off it. This is actually one thing I prefer about this book to White Knight because I complained about the colors in White Knight. Not that they were bad, but just they didn't fit my preference where the whole book looks like brown and orange which kind of just makes me uncomfortable, where this has a palette to it, but it has those bright neon colors and those other things to offset it and kind of balance it out so it doesn't feel all like seven or like... Well, that's the thing is that it... Completely miserable. Usually a real-time kind of story like this might be a like a bottle episode, like they say, where it's all in one location, Mm -hmm. you know? But this is more of like a diehard with a vengeance where they kind of got to run all over the city. Or that movie with... Bruce Willis and Most Def, 46 bucks or 42 bucks or whatever. Haven't seen, but I can picture the font on the cover. <laughs> yeah. And it's Bruce Willis escorting, something like that. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I like All right. stuff. Batman, 52 blocks. Here we go. Batman, the Warriors. <laughs> Vasquez is now dragging Brody through these dark streets when a cop car approaches. Brody runs to them for help. When the cops recognize Vasquez, they immediately turn to one of their own, disarm him, and kill him, because apparently he's not in on whatever the fuck they got going on. Batman is now badly beaten and uses a phosphorus flash to blind Croc's men who have been in the sewer for a long time in the dark. Croc charges him. Batman uses that defensive move, kind of goes down on his back, and kicks uh, Croc into the wall with his own momentum. One thing I want to say here, this is a reminder that this book has really good onomatopoeia. Mm, I'm pretty sure I saw a couple of flamworms or something, and then when he lights the the, uh, phosphorus grenade, you get a Mm -hmm. (laughs) I should really just have you make all those sounds in the future. You you do a good job. I have an OnlyFans. You get it. (laughs) (laughs) Pray pray ASMR? Is that Yeah, yeah. just audio. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? What else is it for? What should we say? Meanwhile, EMP is afraid that he's going to have another meltdown and actually passes out. Above ground, Batman carries him to Blackgate Bridge. They're finally out of the sewer. They're finally approaching Blackgate. And then all of the gangs are there waiting. 
and it looks like the fucking Ninja Turtle sewer set when you were a kid, <laughs> and you got all the figures lined up on tiers. They look like Penguin's army in the little fucking They look like your stands. shelves. <laughs> yeah, they look like my Vitoff <laughs> shelves of figures just fucking standing there, lined up, ready to fuck shit up. All those gang members were very quick to drop their beef with one another. Well, what I thought of... Vasquez paid them all. See, I don't think she paid these motherfuckers. I really just think they should have developed what happened in the past more. There's precedent for stuff like that happening, like after Rodney King and the L.A. riots in 92, there was briefly a gang truce in the name of standing up against the police and stuff. See, what you're describing here is awesome. Because that both in terms of like... Well, that's just history, but... No, no, but no, I'm no saying not you, King beatings. That's not awesome. I mean, the idea that applying that to this story, that idea that something so bad happened in the past that they all joined together for it. Which that element is here, but we're not getting yeah, the it, it justification. Four word bubbles together. Yeah, these guys though. don't seem like we got to join together because even though we hate each other, this was such an injustice. These guys exactly. seem more like there's a bounty on this guy and we've got to do it. Yeah. But that would be a neater story, the idea of... Yeah, conveying that because then it's also Batman is such a good dude. So Ben Polanski wants the prequel to this book that's just Brody and the gangs and no Batman. Yeah, but then it would You say that like that's going to hurt my feelings, like you're insulting me by turning my words on me. Your tone was interesting. No, no, I'm just trying to uh, reiterate to the listeners (laughs) the brilliance of Ben Polanski. Thank you, yeah. That's all. You, but no, no, you're right. I really needed something to sell the idea. Cause, they're, they're letting a lot of it, like, you fill in the blanks, which can be cool. Mm-hmm. And again, the idea that Batman keeps calling him Edward, so he looks at him as a person, and he's trying to save him and help him. But there's not enough, like, underlying skeleton yep. to hang that on. Now an epic, explosive battle happens here, and EMP does lose control. Have you guys ever seen We Were Soldiers Once and Young? That's a long, I thought it was called title. We Were Soldiers. No, the book is called We Were Soldiers Once and Young. Oh, I thought maybe he was also saying the movie Once. <laughs> no, and then there's I don't a movie called so Young that I'm not aware of. Yeah. I would like to talk about these three movies. <laughs> no, that's one thing. We Were Soldiers Once, comma, and Young. What reminds you of that? Uh, this phosphorus. Force, yeah, yeah, movie yeah. film for theaters. <laughs> Meatwad. <laughs> no, this flash. The reaction, phosphorus in the air. In, How far back are you? I'm That's just in the croc fight. With the croc fight. You, you guys are going on these long things, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm going forward, I'm going backwards. Uh, they used, I don't know if it's the same phosphorus or what, because there just seems like a flashbang or something, but like white phosphorus was a chemical that they used in. Vietnam and then outlawed like flamethrowers because it's like people on fire is horrible. Yeah, because it's like too inhumane. But there's yeah, yeah. But phosphorus is like acid in that there is no stopping it. Like it just continues to eat until the fuel is gone. Yeah, until the fuel is gone. Phosphorus. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know that it's like the same thing or what, but that's what made me think of. Yeah, Batman just burned all those people. It is terrible. Yeah, yeah. When we were talking about burning people alive. I thought, well, <laughs> earlier today. No, no, just now. <laughs> oh. I thought, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, in the scene with the Molotovs. <laughs> if you're Batman, you know, then it's not all bad. They're burning each other up. You jump down in the hole, and then there, I don't have to save you. It's good. Yeah, That's yeah, my yeah. Just hole. wash your hands with it. And call hey, it good. Murderers killing murderers. What are you gonna do? Yeah. I got places to be. <laughs> busy, busy, busy. Black label. Just then, <laughs> Vasquez arrives again during this uh, critical moment. Gang war. Again, we're ahead of the story now. 
gang war, fucking EMP is about to go off, climax again, wait. And Vasquez arrives with Brody to introduce him to the father that abandoned him, supposedly. And her plan seems to hinge on this idea that he will be furious and lash out, but that doesn't happen. And he's very happy to see his dad and quickly turns on her in this whole manipulation. I also so it think falls we, apart instantly. Well, we don't see enough because, I, again, I like Boob. that idea of like, what? What? What did you just say to me? What? We don't see enough of a... Uh, Climax. <laughs> you know just what to say to me, to derail me. As much as I like that element of this character of like trying, to, again, you're useless, nothing, trying to get him to like explode or do whatever. Yeah, you like body horror, torture, and <laughs> psychological shaming. torture. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't like being talked to this way. <laughs> no, uh, more of something more to show why that would be affecting him. Because one, we see immediately after, apparently it didn't work at all, but also like, there's not enough here as well to make me think like, oh yeah, I get why that would really hurt that kid. Yeah. He's I like, really lady, understand. I go to public school. Yeah, yeah. If I like, if a, all the time. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He if a strange lady just started saying things to me, I'm like, your what? Your opinion means Excuse nothing to me. me. <laughs> ben, I need you to narrate this whole um, EMP about to blow up, but all our clayface, please. Vasquez, what is that? No! Is that Brody? No! Not when I'm like this! Wow. Some heavy clipping on that yeah. one. I'm a professional actor, guys. Yep. Yeah, you kill it. If anyone hasn't yet seen the Harley Quinn Valentine's Day special, they get real weird with Clayface. Mm. Just saying. I was picturing the whole, like, thing that you do. <laughs> Which one? Different Clayface? No, that's... Yeah, you should have stopped me. No, that's the, that's the Two-Face uh, Batman oh, animated that, series. Oh, dang oh, yeah. It. I would much rather do that one. Yeah, on. go back Give me this again. <laughs> Vasquez, what is that? No. That's all I'm going to give you because you're yes. very sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this just bums me out. Just then, Batman pulls him close, Brody, and we get an entire page of negative space except for Batman comforting him. Remind me a lot of War on Crime, speaking of Alex Ross. A really far zoomed out page, just a void of white, and you get those two characters and him kind of embracing him after Cunty McCuntface over there been talking shit to him all fucking night. You're yeah. looking me dead in the eyes when you say that. Vasqueef. That's not your name? <laughs> Sorry. Cut back to the colorful chaos, and Vasquez is shooting at EMP with a gun, but as he glows brighter and brighter, the bullets are melting away before they make contact. Batman sees the only way to prevent another explosion like that night five years ago <laughs> is to knock him off the bridge and into the river. Vasquez maintains that no one will believe Batman over her, basically confesses out loud and turns around and Gordon and everybody is right fucking there. Excuse me, Jordan. And power is restored. Cops are there. Everybody heard it. EMP is airlifted out of the water, delivered to Blackgate, cared for, and they fitted Brody with that inhibitor chip that his dad had that was keeping him under control prior to all of this. And it seemed like a celebratory ending, but as power is restored, police scanners are lighting up with all the gang activity and all those motherfuckers still out there in the streets and Batman immediately runs off. It's like the end of, end of 8 Mile. You have that big fucking, all right, man, we fucking did it. And he's like, I'm going back to work. 
And again, this dude is fucking wrecked. Yeah. And he's beginning his night. So almost would love a one-shot sort of sequel to just, this. That, just him fucked his up. His face of like his, his makeshift cow that's just like... like it's tied on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess we didn't get to... But yeah, that shot where he has to tie on the cowl to stay onto his face, how fucked up he looks there. Well, it's before fighting Croc, and he has like a moment of like... Like a Wolverine moment of like... Yeah, you fucking idiot. Come at me. <laughs> Smiling with the mm. blood in his teeth. I love it. So yeah, that's that's the end. I didn't write down any Easter eggs. It didn't seem like that kind of a referential story, really. No, not at all. Pros. What'd you guys like? I love these cityscapes. Yeah. They're not even all two pages. He just I like Murphy's like very linear, very stylized Gotham. But I like this in how dark but also realistic it looks. It puts like a little mini fisheye on stuff sometimes where you could like see the close uh, shoreline and how it's like kind of distorted in distance mm -hmm. and stuff. The color combinations he uses and then this, rather than using like screen tones, he uses this like dot matrix effect almost like a thing that starts in the top left of a page and goes across and oh my punches gosh. little dots yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like that. oh my god goes. now that you say that yeah you're totally right they're kind of like screen tones they kind of feel like pop art and they kind of feel like old school comics because the newsprint would have included patterns like that yeah but he he layers stuff in a very interesting way yeah, lots of textures. Yeah, it's a lot of like implied stuff because really I without this, I know that it would look because he doesn't do like a lot of hatching and stuff. It's pretty much just like lines or solid blacks. One thing that we didn't really talk about, but aside for that one scene where it's sort of the map cut in with the little vignettes of all the chaos in the streets, but sort of the directorial choices like a storyboard sort of element, the way the pages are laid out, uh -huh. just really striking, you know? Looking at, because again, I read this on my iPad. Yeah. This looks really Wait, good. Wait, you borrowed my I, books and didn't read them? Yeah, I was lying in bed and covered in Cheetos grease. And I was <laughs> like, I don't want to touch those books. I'll ruin them. But your hardcover version looks fantastic. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, one of the reasons I love Black Label is because of the oversized format. It just it's more immersive to me. It's more exciting to read. And when the layouts are so interesting like this, it's just the tone of the book, the color, the mood, the lighting, all of those things are what make it for me artwork, artwork, artwork. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. maps. <laughs> I know what Ben's favorite part is. The psychological torture? What were you going to say? Oh, no. I thought it was going to be how much you liked the writing, but <laughs> no, I mean, it's, you guys have said everything I would want to say about the art. The art is stunning and in the tone as well. The idea of this kind of Batman story, it's half the Batman story that I prefer. Like Evan is saying, like a grounded story, mm -hmm. just doing some like real impressive physical stuff. Not like, as I've said before, fighting a room full of ninjas. He's just like going yeah. from one point to another, fighting people like, getting hit, getting hurt, continuing on, pushing through it with skill and determination and experience. And this is sort of a, a small story 
timeline-wise. But it's also, like Evans pointed out before, when we get to... I can't get rid of this word. I need it. Where's my thesaurus? When we get to the climax of a movie... To the denouement? Finale? Denouement is either the part or... No, the denouement is right after the climax. When we've reviewed movies and there's a big countdown and there's a bomb going to go off or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're monitoring this and it occurs a lot of times in these films in real time. Mm-hmm. And this story keeps the clock coming back in the corner of the page and really wants you to feel that pressure, you know, and that mm-hmm. adrenaline of, of having to make it there in a certain amount of time. And I like the way that that's applied to the entire story. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of taking a small element, making it bigger. And it's also taking a big city s- s- villain story, whatever, and shrinking it down. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like the juxtaposition of that. And I like that the time isn't super consistent all the time. Like in the very beginning, if you went through them, each one of the scenes would be like five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes apart to show like, okay, here we're hopping in. And these are all the things that are happening like more or less simultaneously. And then after that, it starts to get spaced out. And granted, you know, for us, it's just a matter of turning a page and, and two hours have passed or something. But when you're keeping track of the time also, you're like, oh, Batman's just been carrying this dude <laughs> yeah. uh, like through gross alleys for the last, you know, dodging hooligans for the last like hour and getting in a fight. Twenty five minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're just not. When you feel like you're in it. it. Yeah, yeah totally. And sometimes like a, a bomb scene, the whole point is it's like panel panel. It's it's you're supposed to feel like the tension and the speed in which all of that stuff is happening, like yeah. 10 seconds of intensity. But in this, keeping track of the time uh, makes it a little more realistic. Like, here's my parameters. You know, this all happens in X amount of time. And then here, we're randomly checking in and the scenes are moving the story along, but also the time is letting me know not just when it's occurring, but how much time has passed between here and the scene before and stuff. Yeah. Well, hearing you say that, this would create additional storytelling challenges to convey the story that he wants to tell. Uh But another version of this book that I would prefer, same length, three books, you don't break away from Batman and Edward. Just you follow him the entire night and you see every Uh moment of it and you feel the length of it and you feel how far he's come and how much damage he's taken and all that stuff. And the challenges come from having to tell all the stuff we get in like mm. random Jim Gordon talking to Vasquez scenes and random other character in an apartment like that's used to tell us those things but if that could have been done without breaking away from Batman that might have held me a little better I completely agree and this was going to be in my cons so let's segue into the cons and I'll piggyback on that thought I didn't care about the Vasquez storyline there was nothing really to tie me to it emotionally. You don't get invested in her enough for her reveal to be a big shock. And she was revealed fairly early, too. You exactly. Get the idea. Mm-hmm. And so I just would much prefer this being what the pitch is, right? The pitch is that you're on this clock, there's no power, no resources, no gadgets. And everyone's coming to get you. That's it. 
and for as small of a story it is, as it is, I think it could be even more powerful if it's stripped down just to that. And then that would maybe give us the space to flash back to five years ago, show us what happened, right? The only thing is, what then is the ending? Because the ending here, you had somebody to handcuff, you had somebody to pull out of the water and rescue and rehabilitate, and then you had somebody, the kid being that you get to It's not sow a good ending for him. because of that. Yeah. Because you don't... And I've said the things I like about it. Like, I like Brody's story, and I like the idea of that, mm -hmm. and I like the connections there. But because you don't get enough of it, you don't really care that he gets back together with his dad because you don't really care about his dad. And you don't really care that Vasquez gets caught because who cares about Vasquez? Yeah. That's a problem of the story that you can't get around without just changing the story. I think it's a mm. good... Uh, the ending to me feels satisfying, but the best part of it is the add-on of, all right, now I'm back to this shit, you know, and he runs back out there because that's like, that's fucking Batman, you know, yeah. there he goes yeah. again. And so that's the part that sells it for me. But when we talk about like, okay, are we to rewriting this version in our heads? Like, okay, what does the, the ending become if the basic beats are the same mm -hmm. and we're just focusing on these two guys? Well, some of that, I think, can be remedied. just getting there? Is that the whole thing? Well, you could have a similar kind of conclusion and have a villain that gets taken down, which you take some of the originality out of it. Again, you use existing characters rather than your created characters because then you get the benefit of the audience already knowing about them or having some idea of them, even if these are, this is your version of whoever the villain is, so that when you see them get taken down or you're trying to understand their motivations, you already can take that from all the other works you've read with them. Sure. Versus these characters you don't know Like if about. it's Loeb or something, you know, like, okay, he's conflicted, he's yeah. compromised. And you can either play to what you know Loeb to be or play against that for a surprise or mm -hmm. just anything like that where when you're creating an entirely new character we need to be introduced to that character. We need to know more to care about them, whether they're a good guy or a bad guy or whatever. For sure. Yeah, there's definitely, I have a pretty strong indifference, like if, if her, that's even a phrase. She's the head of the <laughs> prison's bureau, and at least at face value, her idea is to get EMP to Blackgate, because now she has a new containment system at Blackgate that was really going to keep oh, yeah, which, Bay. Which I didn't even mention, because it's so brief that it's like, we have this new thing, and they're like, oh, well, he better get here soon because it's going to fucking eat itself if he's not in it to help sustain keep it. crime down if he's here, but also the whole thing is really just an elaborate thing to kill this guy because I want revenge on him, but also I have his kid, and I'm going to yeah. get the power to his kid, and his kid's going to power my machine or something. You're right. That, see, that, that yeah, element, totally, that totally element doesn't... To that. Because what? to me... Smartest man in the world. Right? To me, yeah. the whole thing was, okay... She's going to get him out of confinement, and that way he's in the open, and she can take him out, right? But you're right, using the kid to do it. I mean, I, like I said when I was describing that scene, I was like, that's your whole plan? Like, you just met the kid. You just try to fucking fire him up a little bit well, in like the she, moment. She's been the one who's had him kept by his... Oscar by his pops. She's been the one masterminding that. Yeah, mm -hmm. but she hasn't, like, he didn't seem to know who the fuck she was. Yes, I agree. That doesn't. So, yeah, yeah. And then again, is that, was that, I mean, it sounded like I was making fun of it because I'm criticizing it. Mm -hmm. Was that the plan to get the kid the powers 
so that he can just be the battery for her new prison that apparently is going to I don't think any that of that mattered. I don't think she gave a fuck. I think it's one of those things where someone has spent their whole life you know, consumed by this fucking thing. And in, in her case, it's revenge, right? And we didn't get enough of this. But, really but the fact that, <laughs> that she worked her way into this system to be able to get access to do something like this, I don't think the containment shit at Blackgate or whatever, I don't think she gave a fuck about that. I don't think she did at all. I think the whole thing was, okay, we were talking about the Dark Knight and that whole scene with the semi-truck. What was that scene with the semi-truck? That scene was transferring dent so that Joker could get a shot at him. Yeah, she already has all so, these corrupt cops and this whole system on her side, and Arkham seems like a poorly run place that she runs. Seems well, like there would have been much she easier made it, ways to She made kill it him. seem like Arkham is fucking Gordon's shit, you know, all your ties to this place and how you've been so soft on these people. It seemed like she needed to get him out of there, but I don't think we need the Brody stuff. Yeah, and I thought that that was just like an attempt to undermine gordon or something it's your fault yeah, that yeah. all this is happening it's you this was on your watch and now to get him out of the picture which also but is not like established very well or used in a meaningful way other yeah. than to be like yeah that's this, true she doesn't like gordon they show you her suspect something about her they yeah. show her vicious enough that those cops who were in on it killed one of their own guys right but she doesn't at any point put a target on gordon's back being sort of her main adversary in this story, mm. which is interesting. It's almost like if we went back to the beginning of this podcast, you'd be a little nicer to me when I said this whole thing was confusing. <laughs> explained well enough. Well, I guess for me, I was just so like in the moment and with him, and it would deviate and he'd show me some other shit for a second. I'm like, hey, okay, and now we're back to the cool shit. I like this, you know. And so mm. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I kind of had the blinders on a bit for this story and it's gorgeous i mean there's so many of these things we talk about where i say that like i didn't like the story <laughs> but the art is great and it's true mm. it is amazing artwork and it's an amazing it's amazing artwork that conveys a story i just don't think this story is well put together or fleshed out yeah the things that you propose to make it more of a story don't necessarily yeah. make a lot of sense because it's not just pretty pictures it's pictures that tell a story Whoa, 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 hang on. <laughs> I've been misreading this the whole time. <laughs> I totally didn't interpret the new cell to be anything other than a containment unit designed for yeah. a person with his power. I thought it was I like a juggernaut thing. You yeah, just yeah, you got to put him in like, a special it, yeah, thing. Yeah, he's got to have the, yeah, yeah. He has to stand in the middle of the room where the freezy <laughs> spot is. Uh, I, I, I didn't take that as like a... They're going to siphon his energy and use it to power their... Vibrators. Yeah, <laughs> fuck machines. Their cell doors. They, cell they were running doors. out of electricity in Gotham. That's a serious concern in the modern world. Typo right here. Picture of Gotham City as a future. Uh, Blinking. Uh, man, I swear that there was off. another one, but I couldn't find it again. People who have helped make the Gotham City Police Department A1, like a sauce, forced to be proud of. Well, there's danger fuss earlier. Yeah, like the I first thought couple that there pages, was something they, else. There's danger like, fuss. Wow, that's, that's a big oversight for the first few pages of the book. What? Instead of dangerous. Oh, danger fuss. There's yeah, there's an F where it should be an E or something. It just like, <laughs> it's I might be italicized or bolded too, so it's like oh, I only really looked at up. the pictures, guys. <laughs> Ratings. What do we mean when the Batman was there and he was punch people and he's like, yeah, yeah. angry? Ah! And no one can stop him. But before that though, oh right, yeah. Did we get through? Oh yeah, we we did sort of a blanket um, pile on there. We didn't. Are there other cons we didn't get to? 
And Even though, I mean, as we were doing it, as often happens. My italicized dangerous is correct. The um, In this hardcover version. Complaining about the, the action and that bridge scene not being well conveyed. As I was reading it, that didn't bother me at all. I was a little confused, no. but I, it didn't bother me. Yeah. It's really just the story, the way the story is told, I, I don't think is effective. I gotta find this danger first. I really like... I don't know what a Faraday truck is. It's a cage that like keeps electricity from getting out. Okay. You couldn't call out of it if you had a cell phone or... This Ben with the taxi, when there's so much energy in the air, it's dangerous. Mm. Mine says dangerous. Is that yeah, what you're talking about? mine does. Ben has the old version of the digital. <laughs> <laughs> Pirated. Um, I, I really like all the extra stuff that you get at the end of trade paperbacks with... This had cool variants. Yeah, with like... The variants, and I love the. Oh says, yeah, this. Duh, wow. When yeah. there's so much energy in the air, it's dang Ferris guys. Yeah, dang like Ferris. Like iron magnetism. Yeah, yeah. yeah, straight up different. Okay, dang did you Ferris. did you bring my my back issues? Uh, no. Oh damn it! <laughs> Son of a gun. You know, I want to see if the first print and the first issue is like that, or if it was just the digital. I forgot. That's why it stood out to me too. Not just that it was. I'm misspelling, but it was dang fair. Yeah, <laughs> and that you're zooming in that far. Yeah, you're dang That's how I read it. I read it very close. <laughs> I go panel by panel. In the back section, there's the inked version of the two-page spread cover. And one of the things that I think is so cool about comics is that, at least in this version, it's so manual. And I've seen Murphy do the same stuff, and I've seen other yeah. people do the same stuff where they're literally just... The chest emblem is taped on. Yeah, yeah. They're just like wide out. But it's so cool because by the time you scan it and you like polarize, even just looking at this, other artists do similar stuff like Mignola where it's funny when you're looking at the comic, it's the blackest black has ever been. Yeah. And then yeah. when you look at their actual art, Mignola's is like, it's just this like washed out ink mm. like you can see yeah. the paper and stuff it's not that black but it's so cool the process of scanning stuff and then polarizing the white and the black uh. elements and so it's so cool to look at this spread and see how like kind of sloppy it is and the layers of black well, and when it's uncropped too you see the edges of the, all the black oh, you know yeah, yeah i think he's doing right now an artist print of that like a signed print of just that raw layout so cool yeah yeah his chest emblem is a scotch separate second drawing that's taped to his chest and then down at the bottom there's the reflection of the city on the water and it's just paper clipped to yeah. the page that's so cool what and you were talking about with the contrast from digital to the original reminds me of uh, chris samney yeah he does that when he'll post a new picture yeah it's the digitized you know, mm -hmm. scan, and then you swipe, and you see the actual like ink soaked in inconsistently, and yeah. all that. I love his process stuff. This is also after that they have two pages of thumbnails, and then like a mock-up of a cityscape thing. And I think that that's one of the coolest things about digital art in the comic world. I've seen a lot of people who still insist on penciling their stuff and like inking their stuff manually but the benefit of being able to thumbnail stuff digitally mm -hmm. without like actually using up your pencils and your pens and wasting the paper and stuff like the speed at which you can mock up and manipulate like a loose digital thing to Modify, create this try again 
Yeah. Undo. So like no mess necessary. You're not having to. Yeah, because the undoing of ink is yeah. whiteout or something. They're like, oh, it's not good. Well, no, dude, just as a writer, I was married to my oh, pads. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it was always pen and pad. That's the way I like to do it. It felt more personal and I'm more, you know. than bad with a pen and a pad. Yeah, there you go. And uh, so <laughs> I liked that and I was really resident to let go of it. But once I started, I can't remember, maybe we were on tour someplace and I started writing on the laptop mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. But once I started doing it, and I was like, okay, this is weird. I don't know. It doesn't feel right. And then I was like, oh, but for just getting your ideas out, you can, oh, I move this whole ending to the beginning. And oh, I'm going to yeah. fucking cut that line and flip this and whatever. And I was like, oh, man, the editing power is so much better for just getting the idea out of your head. Yep. And whatever you want to do afterward is great. But like, I never went back yeah. because it just it, it makes everything so much it just expedites the whole process. And to me, the fewer obstacles to get the idea onto the page, the yeah, better, yeah, you know, yeah. because you don't want to get hung up on a detail and lose the momentum. Totally. Rating, Ben. Two and a half. That's the whole story from him. Ev? Three, three and a half. I saw a Perry Bible Fellowship comic where it was someone drawing like a, sailboat on the ocean and the sun and every single piece was made up with something that says my self-worth my self-worth and then the next panel is someone going like yeah it doesn't seem to ring true to me (laughs) 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 and then the third panel is the the artist attacking that person but (laughs) but that's how i felt so i'm gonna say four and a half i think there are story elements that don't do it for me but it's a very immersive read for me. It's really just the whole vibe of it is is really exciting to me. You know. So yeah, I would say four, four and a half, something like that. I would definitely like to read something else that looks and feels like this that's just maybe a little more streamlined. I would like to see Dan Mora's version of this comic with this amount of black. I was like, that would be vastly different. No, like with with the like the same coloring technique, the same contrasting palette and stuff. Hmm. Because I think that the character art is my least favorite part about hmm. Jock's art. Yeah, and I think that must be a difference between us. Like I, I love how Different things pop out to each of us, and that's what makes the conversations fun. But like when I've talked about Tim Sale or whatever, I'm like, oh my god, the fucking layout of this page, and it's so moody and whatever. And Evan would be like, that guy is weird looking, though. I'm like, he is, but that's not what I'm looking at, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the problem with Evan is Evan goes out in the world and looks at people and go, that guy's weird looking. <laughs> he's yeah. not a best yeah, yeah. <laughs> ugly person. Yeah, no, everyone says that he's not nice. Oh my god. And, everything, uh, yeah, everything it's hard to, to argue. me is like, I can differentiate between like... He actually said that to me the first day we met. He pointed at me and said, that guy's weird looking. But he said it to you and no one else was around. Yeah, I was just yeah. Saying, that's it's cool. odd. Yeah. Like, God, you are strange. <laughs> Would you like to be friends with me? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes. I like to surround myself with... Unimpressive people, <laughs> strange oddities, uh, yeah, circus yeah, yeah. freaks. Um, uh, kind of, yeah, kind of like a kind of like a new age Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> um, you were saying something. Uh, so I can. I'm differentiating between style and execution. Mm-hmm. So when I say the Dan Mora comment, 
I think that some of this stuff could be better done, same style, by a different person whose Weird. character art or something that I like better. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, like, like, I don't see him dropped into this kind of a world, though. Like He, he like to me, is he... more like Laura Braga or something. Like, it's a totally different vibe. But I see it, because I, I can imagine it, because I can see like Greg Capullo, the first part of their run, versus mm-hmm. whatever that one we read that I really liked, where the Joker comes back. Just the difference between those two, even though it's the same artist, just with now everything is black, mm-hmm. everything is scary, and everything's dark. So I could see a Dan Moore thing like that. Shit, like D- this. Dan Moore's stuff looks cartoony, but largely because how much color there is. Yeah. So if there was half as much color, it would instantly be a darker thing. And then if you gave it a darker subject matter and stuff or a more realistic story, then throw in some of these crazy, weird, overlaying brush strokes. Say Dan Moore's stuff has this element of like Ed McGinnis cleanliness to well, it yeah that's the thing it's so clean yeah, it's, it's clean. so different than but this then, that's I can't what i'm saying it. so then like so take somebody's character art that i prefer have and then so try I, and so draw I've, dan morris style characters no really so dan saying. pencils it sure and then you have yeah yeah jock but, come in and yeah, ink yeah. it all heavy and shit totally and like all the same quantity of blacks the same color style the same textural elements. yeah the dots these paint splatters mm-hmm just so you're like, I like everything that makes it you except you. No. Except the faces. Just just a particular part. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just. Like, you know, if we could just change the artist and the story, I would really like this. I mean, this is this is the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I have the disease where I can't see faces, so none of that stuff bothers me. Oh. It all looks the same. Wow, that's super makes cool. sense why you hang out with me then. Yeah. You're the most beautiful man I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Pretty sure they're all the same, but I mean <laughs> I I'm feeling generous. <laughs> Based on your positive outlook, that's and, me. Yeah, in and a the vocabulary that you use and the kinds of things that you think are funny, I think that you're a beautiful human being. <laughs> <laughs> well, those last two things. See are the nice. face of your spirit, the face of your inside. Wow. This is Robin. Thanks for checking out the Bad Fanatic podcast with Sammy Warmhands. All right, that is our show. Thank you guys so much for listening and for your patience while our holiday break got a little bit long. Editor's note, the Bruce Willis movie that we tried to remember is actually called 16 Blocks. So we were off by a couple dozen there. If you like the show, we appreciate your five-star reviews and ratings. We appreciate your shares on social media, giving us that signal boost. You can follow on Instagram at BatFanAddict and support by clicking the link in our bio to our Patreon. We are going to return with a new member of the Bat family that we haven't talked about. This is my favorite book of 2021, Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo's Nightwing, Leaping into the Light. 